sí, señores! What is going on, everyone? Welcome on into Oi and Philly Sports, the show where we follow everything Philly sports. And of course, I'm your host, El Parcero Philly, the uniter of all things sports and culture here in the beautiful city of Philadelphia. What's up, YouTube? What's up, Twitter? What's up, Twitch? And of course, what is going on to TikTok? This is going to be episode 75. Guys, we're at episode 75. The Taron Jackson episode of Oi and Philly Sports. You all know me. You guys know. know. I love Taron Jackson. I, I see some bright. I see some brights in his future with Taron Jackson. He just got to get the, his his feet wet in this league. But I think he's going to be a solid steal out of Coastal Carolina. We'll dedicate this episode to one Taron Jackson. What is going on, everybody? Uh, today is Hump Day. It is Wednesday, October thirteenth. We are a day away from Eagles game day. We are two days away from the start of a Flyer season. We are three days away from Union game day. What what can you complain about here in Philly? Honestly, what can you? Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Coaching staff not calling the right plays. Uh, you got a you got a you got a point guard who doesn't want to play with the team. We're not sure what we're thinking about this hockey team. Uh, lonely we're getting me started about baseball. Luckily, we have a good soccer team here in the city, but I understand. I completely understand. Uh, with guys, before we move forward, do not forget if you're watching this live on El Parcero Philly's YouTube channel, do me the solid and hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Uh, we do all Philly sports coverage here. Of course, all the Owen Philly sports get broadcasted on here as well. And of course, El Parcero Philly Con, which today. At 5.30, we'll drop El Parcero Filicon. It's a pre-recorded uh, episode that we did this week. We had Eric Reese. He is a Flyers writer from Philly Sports Network, and he'll be hopping on this week to preview the season. We're also going to pick his brain. He also does cover the Philadelphia Wings. So if you're a Philadelphia Wings fan, I know some people have asked me, what about some Wings coverage? Obviously, I don't know much about lacrosse or the Philadelphia Wings, but he will give us some insight as well. So stay tuned at 5.30. It'll be on my YouTube channel, and we'll definitely cover all that going on guys let's on here on youtube and i'll answer some of your comments of course guys on youtube definitely send in those comments those questions and i'll go back and forth between tiktok youtube twitter and twitch and uh, we'll, we'll have a great time we'll have a great hour here uh logan three and two yay oh dude come on you were undefeated two weeks ago what happened man nah dude it's it's the nfl brother you can't you can't control that man uh, but Logan wants to say, but I see the Eagles have some primetime football. That is right, Logan. We're on primetime football, and I cannot wait to get back to it, my man. I cannot wait to get back to it. Should be fun, man. Should be fun. What's up, TikTok? How how are we feeling here today? What y'all got to say? Uh, go Eagles, go. I agree. Go Eagles, go. Uh, Murph 911 Flyer season starts in two days. Let's right. Let's go. Let us go. Uh, Jack. Oh, Jack, my man, Jack. Let's go. Uh, give us honest metropolitan division rankings, Jack. I'm not going to do that because I'm, I plan. I actually, you read my mind. This is why. This is why we see eye to eye. I was planning on doing right after this podcast. I was going to give you guys my East and my Western conference. Not just. I'm going to give you all four divisions. I'm going to give you my rankings. And I'm going to give you my predictions for all four divisions. You just got to wait till after the show, man. Uh, Metro is very. That's true, Murph. That is very true. The Metro is very unpredictable. Who knows? Flyers could finish first. They could finish in last. It's, it's very possible. Uh, so we'll see what happens, man. But that's the Metro. That's the Metro. Uh, ja Gliz 5. What's going on, Ja? Uh, thank you so much for tuning on in. I'm assuming this is your first time here. But look, we'll, like we talk about every day, every day on this episode, on this podcast, I'm, I like what I've seen from Jalen Hurts. He's got the moxie. He's got the competitive edge. He's got the leadership. He's got the composure. He's got what it takes to play starting quarterback within this league. I'm still honestly a little bit concerned 
um, about the fact that he is struggling with, you know, throwing the ball in tight windows. He's struggling reading all his reads quick enough. Uh, and honestly, the coaching staff is not doing him any favors by calling a game plan that would be conducive to his skill set. But I still am loving uh, Jalen Hurts. And I cannot wait to see more and more uh, of what he's got going on. Uh, Rivetta, anyone, uh, I'm going to the game live tomorrow. My man, you enjoy the game tomorrow. You enjoy the game. It's tough for me on the weekdays, but uh, we'll definitely get out to one of these games these days. Uh, D right 12. How about them Cowboys? Congratulations. You guys won the division in, in October. Uh, Murph 911. Phillies are going to spend money. It's it seems who knows. Amir mixed things when it comes to the Phillies offseason. Uh, I don't really think that we need to spend a, a crap load of money. We don't need to break the bank for this Phillies team. But what I do think we need to fill the holes, whether that is spending money or finding a cheaper option, whatever it may be, uh, you got to you got to figure it out. So I don't know if it's spending a lot of money or finding those 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 uh, those rhyme, those diamonds in the rough. Uh, but spent just just make the right moves this offseason that's all i ask for i mean i will we'll, of course as this offseason rolls on we'll be we'll talk more and more about that but pretty much that's all it is man uh ro cheetah what defense should i pick up fantasy this week go with the eagles that's a great pick no i'm just i'm completely kidding um go go with the vikings i've seen they haven't allowed a lot of uh points there that's just a that's just a wild guess from someone who doesn't do fantasy football uh cameron god bless man welcome to the show brother welcome to the show uh do i start brady or herbert um i will go herbert herbert's hot right now and i think brady i think brady we'll talk about it in a minute but i i don't know if brady will have this similar brady like performances we'll see we'll see we'll see y'all can't i cannot wait to talk about that later um do i oh <laughs> the dollar store attack Way to way to come at a, at a quarterback that's not even a year into his uh, to his system. But hey, listen, if Cowboys fans want to talk shit on, on Jalen Hurts because they got nothing else better to do, by all means, waste your time. <laughs> You're not bothering me. Uh, let's get into it, guys. So uh, real quick, I wanted to say last night, hockey's back. The NHL started off with a bang. Uh, Vegas opening up the season against Seattle. Seattle, obviously, this is their inaugural season within the league. I will say I do like the uniforms right off the bat. That's the one I noticed cracked last night. Uh, but a three loss to the uh, for by the Seattle Kraken, losing to the Vegas Golden Knights. Man, oh man, it sucks seeing Nolan Patrick in a in a Knights uniform. Listen, I thought Nolan Patrick was going to be an absolute beast. He did not live up to the hype. Uh, I've heard mixed emotions about his, the type of player that Nolan Patrick is uh, as he was leaving as he was leaving Philadelphia. Uh, but last night, uh, the Knights. Listen, the Knights are going to be one of those teams that are going to be battling for one of those. Uh, one of those uh, two spots in the Western Conference Finals. I don't know if they're they're ready to get back there yet to the Stanley Cup again, uh, but they're a solid team, and what a way to start off the season uh, with a 4-3 win by the Knights. And then, holy crap, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, we're going to talk after this podcast on TikTok, so make sure you stay tuned to my TikToks. Uh, but we're going to talk about this division, the Metropolitan. And I'll be honest, I did not have high of the highest hopes for uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. But they somewhat destroyed the Tampa Bay Lightning. From my understanding, they had themselves three net opportunities. I haven't heard that in a long time. Uh, so the it was listen. Regardless, it's still a very convincing win against the uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the reigning uh, Stanley Cup champs. 
It's game one of 82. It's going to be a long season. But certainly, what a way to start off the season with Gary Bettman in, in the stands. Uh, and we'll see what Pittsburgh does. They, they did that without Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. So, must say, I hate you, Pittsburgh, but that was a good win. That certainly was a good win. So, uh, tonight, we got ourselves some more hockey. Last night, we, it was the appetizer for what is tonight, only two games. Uh, but tonight, you got yourself about six matchups, I believe. Looks like we got about five games. Sorry, five games. So you got Montreal and Toronto at 7 o'clock, the classic Canadian rivalry. 7.30, you got Rangers and Capitals. And then at 10 o'clock, you got, you got a, a triple threat here. You got Chicago, the Blackhawks, facing off against the Colorado Avalanche. Then you got the Vancouver Canucks, who we'll be seeing on Friday. So I have ESPN+. Plus, and it's, listen, only $6. You get to watch all the hockey you get to watch all the soccer. Uh, they have, I think they have college sports. They have a whole bunch of sports, plus e, uh, plus like 30 for 30s and all that good ESPN extras. It's a good deal for what they offer. So I will be trying to tune in uh, as much as I can. At 10 o'clock is usually my bedtime, uh, but we'll see what happens. So that, that they're going to be facing off against Edmonton at 10. And then um, the Winnipeg Jets facing off against the Anaheim. They're the Anaheim Ducks, right? <laughs> they're still the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, so that those are going to be that's going to be the action tonight. But hockey's back; it's exciting. Next week, the NBA's back. Uh, sports are getting a full swing. Of course, the October uh, Classic is still underway. Um, you know, I, real quick, I just wanted to say, screw you, Milwaukee, flat out, screw you. You guys could not do us a stinking favor and beating the the Atlanta Braves. Come on, man. Oh man! So we do know that the uh, the ALDS will be uh, the Astros facing off against the Red Sox. So far, the Braves have punched their ticket into the NLDS. Oh man, it sucks, dude. <laughs> it's it's painful being a Philly. If you're a NL East fan, well, I mean, I guess if you're a Washington fan, it really doesn't pain as much. Uh, but if you're a, a mostly the Mets, mostly the Phillies, if you're a Marlins fan, you've been you've been struggling for a long time. But man, oh man. Sucks seeing the Braves the way they are, but uh, the NLDS, I'm sorry, and I'm, I know I was saying NLD, uh, the ALDS and the NLDS, but right now in the NLDS game five, uh, tonight, uh, yeah, tonight, no, sorry, tomorrow night, that's tomorrow night, nine o'clock, the Dodgers and this Giants, this, this has been a crazy series throughout the season, and now in the playoffs, we're down to the wire in game five here, Julio Urias is going to go up against Logan Webb, and that should be a fun one, but Man, oh man! I just had to say, screw you, Milwaukee. Screw you. <laughs> I'm a little older. Can't, can't you tell? Can't you tell? Uh, all right, what you guys have to say? Tack. Uh, is Ben Simmons going to come back to the Sixers now? I'm confused. Murph, stay, stay tuned. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, should I receive Cordell Patterson and trade a six-round pick next year? Go right ahead. Do it up. Uh, facts. Jalen has a great future. Exactly, man. I mean, this is, it's a work of progress. Not everyone's going to come in the league and play like Pat Mahomes in their first couple starts. Uh, I mean, look, Trevor Lawrence is struggling down there in Jacksonville. I think he's, he could play in this league. So it takes time. It takes time, but Jalen has shown the intangibles to play within this, in, in this league. Uh, Murph 911, Nolan Patrick has, was done dirty. Did you hear about the drug stuff that happened to him? Um, I didn't hear that. I heard it was more Robin Liner, and apparently Nolan may have had something to do with those allegations he put out there. Uh, I don't know what to think about Nolan. From what it seems like, he's just a kid that's just not the most mature, and he's you know, obviously he's been struggling early on his career with injuries and with all that. I know he went through those migraine situations, but 
Um, I mean, Nolan right now is in a spot where he's considered as a bust, and we know what that means with whatever sport it is. You know, teams will look at you differently. They look at you in a different way. And for Nolan, this is a chance to redeem himself. I don't know anything about those allegations. Again, those are allegations. You don't really know what those are going to entail. But Nolan has got to play here with Vegas. He's got to play. Pats and 9109, thanks so much for the follow, man. Welcome to the family, brother. Welcome to the family. Will there be more fights in Rangers versus Caps game? I We could only hope, right? Wilson's back. Tom Wilson's back with the team, though. He should be all right. We'll see what happens. Uh, Isaac, T. Lord, 2020, Eagles look strong. Give it some time, man. Give it some time. Still early on in the season. Uh, Ray wants more. Ray wants more. He's a second-round pick, so expected to be good early. Dak, a fourth-round pick, and was overachieved since day one. Sure, we'll we'll ignore the fact that Dak was surrounded by a, a really good team in Dallas, and Jalen Hurts has been having a coaching staff that haven't been calling plays to his to his strength. So, sure, we'll go with that. Dallas gonna be Dallas, huh? <laughs> Murph Nylon. Uh, Astros defense is or Astros offense is so good. It is, and uh, I'll say this right now. We haven't started our offseason coverage for the Phillies yet. But right off the bat, I want Carlos Correa. I want Carlos Correa more than any other player in free agency. Put him in as my shortstop. The dude is going to put seat put butts into seats. He's going to produce with the bat. He's going to be an actual glove out there at shortstop. I care what you pay. Pay the man. Get him to Philadelphia. But heck, he's going to bring a lot of ladies to Philadelphia. The dude is that dude will bring a lot of a lot of people in general. But I just want that glove. I with him and Bryce Harper, Reese and JT. I'm set. I'm set for next season. We'll make the playoffs. Uh Logan Webb has had the Dodgers number. We shall see, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun tomorrow night. We'll see, man. Uh what I want to know. Okay. Was it like uh, being an Eagle? Uh, Isaac, I'm not an Eagle, but I'm an Eagles fan. And what it is like, it's uh, it's a it's a wild roller coaster ride, but I'm here for the long haul. I'm here to ride wherever it takes, wherever that roller coaster takes me, I'm going to go. There's a lot of ups. There's a lot of downs, but it's all fun. It's all fun. There's nothing better than being an Eagles fan, essentially. Essentially. Uh, what do you guys got here? Uh, where do we leave off? What's up, birds? Oh, man. What's happening? Uh, Denver plays the hot mess called the Raiders in a must-win game. Ah, Logan, it's too early for must-win games. There's such a thing as must-win games in week six of the NFL. Come on now. Uh, Rangers versus Caps, another fight, game or not. Let's go. Let's get another. Let's get some more fights, man. Zach Payne is checking on in. Zach, uh, I guess this is your first time listening to only Philly sports, but listen, when it comes to Ben, he's a selfish, immature player. What else can I say? The man is a selfish, immature player. Everything he's done has been straight-up arrogant. That man only cares about himself. Uh, what else can I say? What else can I say? Uh, we'll talk more about him in a second, though. I think we'll kick their ass, but probably be close. Uh, yeah, it, I could see that being a close game. I think I'd have to give the edge to you, uh, to you guys, depending on how the Raiders respond. They could feel motivated after losing their coach. They could rally around it, and anything could happen. Anything could happen. Uh, Brady, Brady's going to play Dylan. You know, Brady's going to play. I saw that too. I was like, okay, he's, he'll be fine. Uh, birds, man. What's wrong birds, man. Why are you, uh, what is, what's going on there? You all right there? What's up, Keith? How you doing, man? Uh, Zachary, yo, thoughts on Ben. Like I said, an arrogant prick. 
He's an arrogant prick. They have UFC also. Oh, they oh ESPN has EFC, UFC also. Uh, Birdsman, I'm not much of a UFC. I'm not really a solo sport guy. I don't really care for NASCAR, UFC, tennis, golf. I don't care for any of that. Uh, something about team sports just grab. I gravitate more towards. Uh, I just love seeing a group of group of men or women come together for a greater cause to win games. Uh, I think just the aspect of teamwork is pretty fascinating to me. Fan culture, I'm a fan before anything else. Uh, so I don't really care for um, slow sports. I respect it, but certainly don't really care for it. Uh, let's go Dodgers. That's right. Let's go Dodgers. Uh, Lopalo12, how did you end up being a Philly sports fan? That's a great question. Okay. Um, listen, so first off, I was born in Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen. Shouts to the class of 94. Shouts to anyone who was born in Temple Hospital. Um, when I was about seven years old, I moved, me and my family moved to South Jersey from Philadelphia, but we always would stay in the Philadelphia area. Never really left the area. Uh, grew up in South, I uh, grew up in uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Shouts to Cherry Hill. Um, but growing up in this area, being a Philly sports fan was kind of inevitable. Uh, I've, I always found, a, I always was fascinated towards sports. I always tell a story when I was uh, growing up, my mom would take me to the library and wanted me to start reading books and she wanted me to become more, I guess, more intellectual, whatever. And I would always come back with like sports biographies, whether it be the history of the Ravens, history of the Steelers, life of Jim Brown. Uh, I was always intrigued by the NFL and by, and, and that love grew for the other, the other sports. Uh, growing up in Columbia, I always follow, I mean, my family would always get me into soccer. Um, and then as I got older, you know, my love for sports kept growing and growing. And, you know, once you get to that age, you know, once you get done high school, you're in college and whatnot, you're trying to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life. Uh, the only thing I knew I was passionate about was sports. And you're looking at the Philly sports market. It's honestly, you know, respect to the OGs, but it is getting a little dull. It's getting a little repetitive. And I wanted to make my imprint. So that's where I'm at now. Uh, Philly sports. I was it was it was bound to happen. It's it's ingrained in my DNA. From I'm a Philly sports fan, so the Greek, all all stuff that Birdsman, you talk about the Kraken. I did, I did. It's a tough loss last night, but you guys will be all right. It's the first season. It's plenty of time, plenty of plenty of time. All right, let's uh, dive into today's action, guys. I want to start off with the birds, of course. Uh, first, we need to give our congratulations to T.J. Edwards, named the NFC Player of the Special Teams Player of the Week. Great, great uh, job. Obviously, his play on the punt. That pump block was spectacular, um, and he deserved it by all means. Uh, so kudos to TJ Edwards. Uh, hopefully he can continue giving giving us some big plays there. So kudos to him. Um, tomorrow night, obviously we know, is game night. The Eagles will be hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the reigning Super Bowl champions. May I let's put some respect on it, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At halftime, guys, there will be a ceremony. They will be honoring both Trey Thomas and John Runyon into the Eagles Hall of Fame. Uh, and look, I don't know about you guys. I grew up, I became an Eagles fan during the Andy Reid era. I was a young kid watching Donovan and uh, with Brian Westbrook, Brian Dawkins, um, and all those guys. But through all those star players, people don't recognize that offensive line for the birds during that era was really freaking good. Okay. And Donovan was in his, in his best years. He had Trey Thomas on the left, John running on the right. And that, that was one of the best tackle duos in Eagles history. 
they kept Donovan upright. And of course, we all know Donovan was a pretty mobile quarterback. And they and that's always that's always tough. People don't realize blocking for a mobile quarterback like that can be tough because you don't know what the heck they're going to do. You know, if you got a, a pocket pass, you know he's going to do his five, seven, three step drops, stay in that pocket, get the ball out quick, or take the sack, which obviously you don't want to happen. But um having a mobile quarterback is tough, and those guys were great at what they did. And tomorrow they're going to be honored as they rightfully should. And it's crazy. Both those guys, I think running came in 99, Trey came in 2000, and both those guys left in 08. That was crazy. Trey, uh, he had like a couple years with Jacksonville. I don't think he did much. And then I think John was actually done after because John came on free agency. He came from Indianapolis, I believe. Um, and then, of course, uh, Trey drafted here, played most of his career here. Uh, finished with Jacksonville. Trey has been in the area. I, I think he's doing his own thing now. He was working for 97.5 for a little bit. John's been going the whole political route. Um, so both those guys will be back tomorrow night. And I think that they are well-deserved of what they, the honors they're going to get uh, tomorrow night. So stay tuned for that. That should be a lot of fun, a halftime show. Um, tomorrow night, we will be wearing the green jerseys with the white pants, the classic home look. Um, and against the Tampa Bay, I'm sure the Bucks will be wearing their usual. What color is that? Is that like a gold burgundy? I don't even know what to call it. The gold with the with the white tops. So they'll be. I think they'll be wearing those, obviously. And of course, like when I think about these uniform combinations, again, an Eagles fan growing up in the 2000s, I cannot help but think about the final game at Veterans Stadium. Oh man. The the Rondi Barber interception to end the NFC Championship game as he's running down the sideline, and the Bucks wore that color combination, and the Eagles wore that color combination. We we're we're gonna see tomorrow night, so it's it's gonna be a little painful to see, uh, but it's I'm definitely gonna have those memories back in my mind. But um, it should be it should be a lot of fun. So I think tomorrow's game is going to be more than people do realize. Uh, this Eagles team is a sporadic young team. You don't know what to expect. I think they're going to give them hell. I definitely think they're going to give them hell. But uh, we're going to start breaking down this matchup. Obviously, we have today. We have tomorrow. Obviously, we're going to watch the game together. We'll be doing the live stream tomorrow as well. Uh, but the injury report uh, for tomorrow, guys, really the big ones uh, for the Buccaneers. We'll start there. Levante David, the the linebacker, will be out along with Rob Gronkowski and um, Anton, Anton Winfield Jr., will be out as well. Those are three key injuries. Now, here's the thing. Look, this Bucks offense, I'm just going to put this out there right now. They're going to tear us apart. I don't care if Gronk's not playing. They still have O.J. Howard. They're going to tear us apart. They have a lot of weapons. They got the best quarterback of all time. They're going to tear us apart. But not having Levante David and not having Anton Winfield Jr., that's big. Those are two key players. That linebacking core for the Bucks are dangerous. And we're talking about having Jalen Hurts, being able to do what he does, making plays with his legs. You're going to have a linebacker spy on him. Um, what does that entail now without a key player in Levante David? I don't know. That remains to be seen. But still, that's a big, big, big uh, losses there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two key pieces of that. That re It's a really good Bucks defense as far as this season. And even last year, it's a pretty good Bucks defense. They just make plays. And that's what I keep telling you guys. It's not really about being a shutdown defense anymore. It's really hard to do these days, but getting those turnovers, um, that's definitely key. And those guys definitely do do that. They make big plays. They definitely make um, some big plays. But, um, over, I mean, look, this team is is pretty effing good. 
and I don't know. Tomorrow is going to be a wild game. I truly believe it. I think the Eagles are going to have that momentum from last from last week from Sunday. It's a short week. Um, you're even hearing Nick Sariani after the game uh, on Sunday once they arrived to Philadelphia Sunday night. The coaches packed their bags with them and they went with Sariani to his house uh, to start preparing for Thursday night's game. So it's always tough when you got these shortened weeks, but you got to find a way to get prepared and to catch Tampa Bay off guard. They're going to be expecting what we have seen. And uh, listen, a lot of what we've seen over the last three weeks has been, uh, it's been a trend. It's been a trend with the Eagles. So it should be interesting. But I want to talk about Jalen Hurts again. I feel like every episode we do talk a lot about Jalen Hurts. And he's a starting quarterback of our football team. He is going to get criticism. He is going, when we lose, he's the one that gets all the praise. And when we lose, he's going to get all the negative stuff. Um, but to me, what I've seen from Jalen Hurts is a guy who is built for this moment. I think he can be the starting quarterback for this team. And when we have, we got to look at this as, as a big picture. We failed Carson Wentz. We thought Carson Wentz was going to be the franchise quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. It didn't happen. We drafted Jalen Hurts. To for, for honestly, I don't really know still what exactly the reason why is we drafted Jalen Hurts. We can talk about the whole QB factory stuff, uh, but flat out, pretty much my analysis is they've drafted him for insurance policy because they knew that Carson Wentz they didn't have too much trust in him being staying healthy for a full season. They haven't really seen it in his time here. I mean, I it sucks that that Seattle game in 2019, the playoffs. That really sucks. But again, he wasn't able to finish that game. And that was part of the decision of drafting the Jalen Hurts. But what you don't want to run into is being like the Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets, the Cleveland Browns before Baker Mayfield. Honestly, they're still questioning Baker Mayfield as the, as the quarterback. The Miami Dolphins. You don't want to run into this carousel of quarterbacks. That Only teams who have extreme dysfunction go through that. You don't want to be that team. I think the Eagles are better suited trying to give everything possible to Jalen Hurts to succeed rather than trying to find the next Pat Mahomes. It just would it, it just would be more conducive to find the team around Jalen Hurts. Because again, Jalen Hurts has characteristics that franchise quarterbacks have. He flat out does. So we need to build a team around him. This coaching staff needs to help him. Last week, he threw 38 times. The week prior was like 49, 48 times. 39 the previous, like throwing more than 30 times. And I listen, I think he's going to probably have to do that. But every single week, he's throwing way too much. You got to treat him like a game manager. I've been repeating that constantly on this podcast. That's because that's how he needs to be treated. Overall, just because of the way Jalen Hurts is built, his moxie, his confidence, I think he can go toe-to-toe tomorrow with Tom Brady. Yeah, I said that. I think he can. It's certain guys in certain situations who are built different know how to step up in these situations. I did not say that he can beat Tom Brady. 
I said he can go toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. Now, if you want to find out what I think is going to happen in the game, you'll tune in tomorrow to figure out what I think is going to happen in this game. But I think that very well he can go toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. He's not rattled, and that's the difference. This man, ice in his veins, ice. You know, even last week, just look at last week. This game, for 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 two and a half quarters, you know what? Two and two, two and three quarters of the game last week, the Eagles looked like crap. Even Jalen, they looked like crap. All it took was that pass to Quez Watkins, a 54-yard game, for the game to turn around. If he could put that together for a full game, It is tough to love Jalen Hurts. I will agree. I will agree with you guys. It is tough to... Wow. Holy crap. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, It is tough to love him. Because through his inconsistencies, you still get moments in the fourth quarter where he's making plays with his legs. He's putting the team team on his back. You know, on a two-point conversion, handling a bad snap by just that second bad snap by Jason Kelsey. Rolling out. Guys chasing him. Finding Devontae Smith was a perfect pass. That's the up and downs with a young quarterback in general. All young quarterbacks are different. And that's just a thing, too. And that's kind of to the point where I talked about yesterday. Like, you can't expect every single quarterback that walks into Philadelphia to be Tom Brady. You can't have a, you can't have those standards because we've never had that. Donovan McNabb is your best quarterback of all time. So here's the thing. Like I said, Jalen's going to have to throw the ball tomorrow because this rush defense for the Bucs is pretty damn good. And I think even without Levante David, it's still going to be pretty damn good. So it's definitely a bit of a concern. But you still got to attempt it. And it's what we talked about two weeks prior um, against the Kansas City Chiefs where that rush defense was a little bit strong and they were not hold- They were holding some players to, uh, to less than 100 yards. Rush, they're holding offenses to less than 100 yards. You still got to attempt it because you're still going to run those RPOs. And without a running game, I just don't find the point of an RPO without some sort of a threat of a running game. Yeah, we know Miles Sanders is a threat. Heck, Bruce Arians knows that Miles Sanders is a threat. Kenny Gainwell is a is a threat to run as well. But yeah, we know that we're not really going to go to them. Now, last week, we had 22 rush attempts. Can we improve this week to 25, 26, 27, something? That'd be nice to see. Obviously, Jalen's going to have to do a lot again this week. He's going to have to use those legs. He's going to have to use that arm. He's going to have to make some plays. So you have to expect all of that. But you cannot not just go away from the run just because this Bucks defense is that good. You got to attempt. Who's, who's to say one doesn't squeak through? Miles is known for that. Like I said, Miles is a rhythm runner. I know it sucks. That you're not going to use that weapon that you have? Come on, guys. Excuse me. Um, Quez Watkins, ladies and gentlemen, has defied himself in the Eagles offense. He, to me, is by far your number two wide receiver on this Eagles offense. He outsnapped Jalen Rager last week. Quez needs a more focal point within this offense. Now, this week, 
is going to be a good opportunity to test that Bucks secondary. Go ahead and try to attempt those deep throws. Jalen is not scared to do it. Let's see if we can get Quez to do it. And that's the point of that's that's why I love running games, because the more you run the ball and if it's successful, it just opens things up in the passing game. It starts bringing guys up, extra linebackers, bringing a safety up, getting that single high safety situation is 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 a is beautiful. Hit those long passes, dog. But I am disappointed, Jalen Rager. As you guys know, I'm one of my worst takes ever was I thought that the Eagles did the right move of selecting Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. And I was this morning, um, as I was getting ready for work, I was watching the Vikings and Lions uh, highlights from Sunday. And it's so painful watching Justin Jefferson doing what he's doing. He's a beast out there. I don't know where I thought he was going to be Jordan Matthews. I really don't. But Jalen Rager, I don't even know what to call him. Peter Wark, that's what he is. He's Peter Wark. At this point, he's been so disappointing. And all he does is talk. That's really all he does. And I hate that. I hate guys who talk and don't perform. Go out there and perform, man. But I don't know what the future holds for, for Jalen Rager. Like, what if Jalen Rager has a worse season than last year? And last year, he was hurt. Like, what if that happens? So what do the Eagles do? A, a second-year wide receiver going into his third, what do they do there? Do you cut a guy? Like, I think he's got, what, another year or two on that contract? I don't know, man. That's 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 something tough. That's gonna that's going to uh, it's gonna be a tough decision to make. But um, the offensive line, look, Lane Johnson still is out. He's still dealing with these personal matters. I don't know what it is. We still don't have any word on it. So more than likely, we're gonna run out with the same guys, and I'm fine with that. And another week, Jalen Jordan Mailata. Hopefully, he's uh, closer to 100 percent than before. Uh, but uh, Dillard, listen, you you got all the praise from me last night. Last yesterday, I'm sorry, the last episode of the pod. If this is the, this is the case, we're going to run Dillard, Dickerson, Kelsey, uh, Herbig, and Mylotta. I'm, I'm cool with it. But one question I do want to ask, what is the future of Lane Johnson? Like, has anyone ever thought of that? Because as of late, he has been an injury concern. You know, how many games has he missed? Like, honestly, what is the future for him? It seems as if this eagle this eagle team wants to go younger, and when you're talking about Lane Johnson, that's tough. I love Lane. I absolutely love Lane Johnson. But should we start considering maybe? Look, Dillard has been doing a good job at left tackle. You keep putting him out there at the left tackle position; he's going to get more acclimated to it. Why not consider maybe keeping Dillard as your left tackle, and then keeping my lot at the right tackle? As of right now, I like this line the way it is. I think Dickerson might eventually, after when Kelsey's all said and done, he's going to have to move to the center position. You're going to have to find that guard. Driscoll's been solid as that as that Swiss Army knife, playing guard, playing tackle. He's doing everything. But that that's a question mark that we all need to think about. Um, so Dallas Goddard is on the COVID list. Still more than likely going to be on that COVID list. Um, and Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, what are you going to give us? What are you going to give us in this game? That is the question. Can he be? Uh, I haven't seen Zach Ertz really step. I think the most he's had this season was four catches in a single game. I think he's got like 12, 13 catches on the season. 
Um, no Dallas Goddard. He's going to get a lot of looks. And can he be that guy again? I, we haven't seen that in a while. Obviously, last year we know what happened, but um, we know that Jalen likes his tight ends as that security blanket. And it's going to be a big, big opportunity here for um, for Zach Ertz just to step it up. Now, defensively for the Eagles, the Bucs have not faced a defensive line like this. And the Eagles defense is coming off their best performance yet this season. Uh, the turnover, we talked about it last week. They just made plays, whether it be intercepting Darnold three times, getting three sacks on this Carolina Panthers team, making key tackles when it was needed to be done. That was all great. But the problem is, is that this Bucs offense is way more dangerous than the Panthers offense. Now, we are going to be at home. I don't know what the weather is going to be like tomorrow. I think it's going to be a nice night. I don't think it'll be probably like being the 50s, maybe the 60s. Um, it won't be too, too cold. It won't be like that frigid 30 mile per hour or 30, excuse me, 30 degree weather uh, in January. But can that crowd be a factor? I, listen, nothing's going to get to Tom Brady. That's the thing. Uh, but I do think that this is going to be a shootout type of situation here for the Eagles. This could be a pretty much a high-scoring game. I could see, you know, the Bucks putting up 40 again against the Eagles. I know it would suck to see simply because the Eagles' defense made some big strides last week against the Panthers. But this is a different animal that we're going to be facing off. Like, how do you stop Evans, Goodwin, uh, Antonio Brown? Like, how do you stop that? I just don't know how you're going to. OJ, OJ Howard, and then the backfield, Leonard Fournette, Giovanni Bernard. There's just way too many weapons on this Bucks offense still, even without Rob Krankowski. And even with running the ball to keep the ball away, it's something that's probably not going to happen as well. So to me, it's going to be up to this defense to try to make some plays again if, if, if it's there. Uh, Tommy Boy's only got two interceptions on the season. He's tied for fifth in the league as far as interceptions go. So he's not really prone to intercepting the ball. But if the Rams taught us anything, if you can rattle the, if you can rattle Tom Brady, he's, that's still his weakness. If you can rattle Tom Brady, get that pass rush on him, it can affect him. Uh, so this pass rush has got to be, if they want a chance, this pass rush has got to be on their A game yet again. Fletcher Cox, I'm assuming he's going to see a lot of double team. Javon Hargrave has been the best defensive tackle in the NFL in 2021. He's got to step up as again as well. And uh, it's going to be a tough, tough uh, ask for this Eagles defense. It's going to, this is going to, tomorrow is going to be really tough. I, I, I want to believe that the Eagles have a chance, but it's just tough to think that they do. It really is. This is, this is going to be the toughest matchup of the year for the birds. So. We'll see what happens. We'll we'll rekindle with the Eagles and the Bucks tomorrow, guys. Um, these are just my my Wednesday the game thoughts. Uh, it's gonna be tough, man. It is going to be tough. Um, let me see. Uh, Murph nine eleven, man. I miss baseball already. I miss Phillies baseball, and these playoffs have been really good. And it sucks not seeing uh the Phillies in it. So I'll have to agree with you, my man. Uh, Bone. Doc nine one nine fifteen, Bills Mafia is into the chat. We'll welcome on in. Bills Mafia is welcome here. What's happening? Uh, shout shout to Sean McDermott, big McDermott guy myself. Uh, Shane MC two, what's happening, my brother? What's going on? Welcome to Oin Philly Sports. Uh, Kyle Trexler one. I feel like they need to do more draws and get Sanders involved more. It'll make hurts. That's a good. That's actually a good option as well. So simply because the Eagles clearly want to throw the ball a lot, right? 
So if they are expecting the throw, why not just sneak a couple draws here and there? I think that's a definitely a great, uh, great idea. I love it. Good, good, good stuff there, Kyle Drex. That was a good one. Um, does Philly win the NFC East now, Pats fan? I don't think they will. Tommy twenty four oh one. Let's go, Bird. That's right. Let's go, Birds. Damn straight. Damn straight. What you guys got to say here? What y'all got to say over here? Awesome. All right. Uh, what was your thoughts on the incoming Philly? Um, it's a good question as well. Uh, so I was. 2008, they announced the team was going to come. I didn't find out until 2010. Uh, I was, how old was I? I was 15. I, was, I think I was 15 years old when they announced the the uh, the uni were being being the next expansion team in 2010. Um, I was excited. I've always liked the MLS. I used to uh, play backyard soccer. Shouts to anyone who played backyard sports, whether it be football, basketball, soccer, hockey, um, or baseball. Um, and I knew about the MLS, uh, but it was just tough for me to get into it because I didn't have a team in Philadelphia and I wasn't going to support DC or the Metro stars, New Jersey slash New York. Um, and when I found out about it, it was a week before the first game in Seattle. And I was so hyped. I was like, what? Finally, we got a team. Like, this is what Philadelphia needs. We need to, we need a soccer team. This team, the city is so passionate about sports. We need a soccer team. And I remember, so growing up, I had a rule in my household. My parents were really strict. We weren't allowed to watch TV during the week. So what I did was I snuck downstairs while everyone was in bed because it was a late one because it was in Seattle. It was a 10 o'clock kickoff. I snuck downstairs to watch the first half of the game. I had to go to bed because if not, I would have regretted it in the morning. Uh, and I watched that first half. I watched that team. They, they, I think they lost or they drew to Seattle. But it was a great day, man. It was a great day. Uh, but that's a good question. Great question. Will Ertz get more targets? I would hope so. I think that's up to Jalen Hurts, honestly. Um, but you no know, Dallas Goddard. And I would assume that Richard Rodgers or Jack Stoll would be the second guy. I'm leaning more towards Richard Rodgers. I did see he he was on the practice squad. They did sign another tight end. And remember Tyree Jackson, guys? You remember that guy? Yeah, he's uh he should be back soon as well. He's not gonna see the field this year, but um definitely, definitely should be uh he should get a lot of uh, targets. Uh, excited for the USMNT. Uh, Zach, I don't know if I told you. I'm not a USMNT fan. Uh, it's not my team, even though I know I'm American. But uh, that's not where I fell in love with soccer. I'm actually a Colombian soccer fan. So I'll be my game is tomorrow before the Eagles. So I'll be watching uh, five o'clock. We're playing Ecuador. Uh, but no, I'm, I get excited for you guys. I hope you guys go. Hope you guys win. It doesn't mean I don't root for USMNT. It's just not my team, man. Uh, Zachary. Hopefully we don't go Don Garber MLS lineup. The MLS should uh, own entity soccer United marketing deal with USF and USMNT ends in 2022. So hopefully there is a less MLS heavy lineup. Um, who do they put out there? That's MLS. I mean, Matt Turner. I mean, who Zach Stefan hasn't, I don't even think he's with the team, right? I don't know who else you would put. I mean, Ricardo Pepe is clear best striker in the American system right now. I don't know who else you would be wanting there, but um, I, I look, I love the MLS, but I would agree with you. I think that if if you got players in Europe, try to get those players in your lineup. That same thing I see with Colombia. I I do appreciate the Colombian soccer league, but I do realize that we do need those soccer players over in uh, in Europe to be here with us. 
good stuff though. Zach, good stuff. Um, do you think we'll do anything this year as the Flyers? I do. I really do. The problem is the Metropolitan is a tough division. So that I'm not sure about. Uh, but I do believe that um they will do something this year, man. I do agree. It's gonna be tough though. It's definitely gonna be tough. Going forward, it's been like that for 20 years, and they've given 200 million to USSF. Um, so we play Acosta, Ariola, Zardes, Leggett. <laughs> oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, Kalen Acosta. I think he needs to be retired from the uh, from the from the team from the USMNT team. Zardes, I, I mean, you guys can't find a striker, from my understanding. So that's probably why they keep putting Zardes out there. And yeah, I agree with Leggett. Don't let my girlfriend hear me. <laughs> uh gaming with Jaden. what's happening brother thoughts on Jaden springer will play uh that's funny you on yesterday's episode uh i don't know if he'll play i'm leaning more towards he'll get some like you know some garbage time minutes in the season offensively i don't think he's there yet and I, I, he obviously needs to get acclimated to the speed of the nba uh, but I would love to see him play. I know defensively he can help us, especially when we know we know what's going on with Ben right now. Uh, but it would be nice to see Jaden Springer play. I think offense is the mark there for him, at least. Thoughts on Ben's return? We're about to talk about it in just a second. Uh, the young MLS prospects I'm okay with don't want lifers unless it's a keeper. Yeah, I agree with you there. I agree with you. Uh, you can support. Nah, nah, Zach, I, I don't agree with you. I just, I, I disagree with you. Um, Columbia is where I fell in love with the sport. Uh, that's why I'm a fan of Columbia. And as you can clearly tell, Zach, with the way my life works, I don't have time to follow the U.S. men's national team. Um, my my love and my fandom is with Columbia. Uh, and then, of course, I follow the five Philly sports teams. So uh, I I don't know. I can't. I don't. I also disagree with that notion as well. It's not like I hate you at the U.S. men's national team. It's just I'm not. It's not my rooting interest. Um, let's move on, guys. Let's move on to the Philadelphia 76ers. Tomorrow we'll be back at it for preseason during the Eagles game. Nonetheless, nonetheless. But but look, there's another guy here I wanted to kind of highlight because I do think he's going to have a big year. Actually, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. From what I would like to from what I would like to believe and what I have seen, I would think this have a big but every single year go through the dilemma. For and Cork Bus. Is he going to take that next step in his game? Because you see flashes of a guy who flat out looks like he can be a, a serious threat off the bench or even a starter. But then there's games where he disappears. Defensively, he's been a liability. So you don't really know. But this year, I don't care about the defense anymore from Ferky. I'll accept it. Whatever. It is what it is. But if Ferky can just be an effective shooter, take that next step within his game, that's all I can ask for. There's moments where you're like, holy crap, is that Steph Curry with the 30? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, but that, that's my point. Like, there's times where I'm just like, oh my God, Verkin Korkmaz looks good. And then there's just times where he just frustrates the hell on me. So Verky to me is going to be a big part of this season, especially with what's been going on with you, you know, Mr. Who. Uh, but that to me, again, it's the question we go into every single season. What is Furkan Korkmaz going to give us? Um, ben Simmons. We all want to talk about Ben Simmons. So today we got the, so we know he's in Philadelphia. We know he took the COVID list. We know he didn't let anyone know about him returning to Philadelphia. Uh, so 
Today, our update pretty much the e Sixers had practice today. He wasn't in practice, but apparently, I guess right now, he's in Camden working out alone. He's doing his individual workouts. Friday, he can come back and work out with the team. He could actually practice with the team on Friday. So we're getting close to seeing Ben Simmons back. And it, this is this is a situation where we're just all waiting to see what happens because we really do not know what's going to happen. Like, what is going to happen on Friday? What happens when he walks in through those doors in the locker room on the practice court? What do the team teammates do? Like, do they embrace him? Do they give him a dirty look? Like, I just feel like it's going to be, if anyone's watched Friday Night Lights, by the way, if you haven't watched a TV show, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's a classic. It's an absolute classic. Uh, if you've watched Friday Night Lights season one, there was uh, the situation where Jason Street got hurt. He obviously got paralyzed for the rest of his life. And they had Matt Saris in the backup sophomore quarterback who wasn't that talented, but he had heart and he was a leader. But then they they illegally recruited this kid from New Orleans called Voodoo. What was his last name? Voodoo Davis? I think it was Voodoo Davis. And he was a stud. He pretty much was like Lamar Jackson in 2006. Uh, and he was an absolute stud. And he was a way better than Matt Harris. And everyone did not like him. There was an instance where in his first game, he walked out off, off field at halftime. The next practice, he walks on late to the practice. And every single player on the Dillon Panthers were just staring down Voodoo Davis. Like they wanted to kill him. Like, is that what the Sixers are going to do? Is Joel and all these guys is going to stare down Ben as he's walking out onto the court? I'm so curious of what's going to happen. But Danny Green spoke to the media today, um, and they asked him what if he's expecting an apology from Ben Simmons. And here's the quote that he said, and I quote, I mean, if he does, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't, Green explained. That doesn't matter to us at this point. We just want any everybody to come here, show up, and do their part, do their jobs. I'm not asking him to do anything different than he normally does. Show up to work and do what you normally do because what he normally does, we're very effective and we're very good at it. We were the number one team in the East. I'm not asking him to shoot jump shots. Just come in, be a pro, do your job, and that's what we expect. If you apologize, it's cool, but you got you guys work with people every day and you don't expect an apology for people not showing up because of family issue, sickness, or whatever it may be. They come in and they do their job. You can take away what you want from that, but I do see, I do sense a little bit of accountability given uh, wanting of Ben Simmons to do. Look, we know we know who Ben Simmons is, and I don't think anyone really in that in that building is expecting an apology because Ben Simmons is delusional. He thinks that what he's doing is right, <laughs> so don't expect an apology. But he's completely right. If Ben get out of Philadelphia, if Ben wants to move on with his career, he's going to come in here, shut up, put in the work, and the rest will work out on its own, right? So it's it's going to be an interesting microcosm what happens on Friday, but this drama is going to continue. I think it's going to continue within the season, and, uh, and I still believe that for these Sixers, you got to find a way to part ways with Ben Simmons. Obviously, you're not going to give pennies away on the dime, but th this situation is run its course. Ben is who he is. And I think this team would be better suited with uh, players that can help this team out and just continue building around your star player, your franchise, your leader, Joel Embiid. I think this team would be more conducive doing that. So 
we'll see we'll see man we shall see um do the birds have a shot in the playoffs in your opinion uh no i don't think so uh, especially with the way dallas is playing this year i do not think so but i do think that they have a chance of having a winning record i do think that Colombia Ecuador is the Conan Bowl game I'm watching tomorrow. Should be competitive. It should. Ecuador has been improving a lot over the last couple of years. They have actually put an emphasis in development, and uh, we will see what happens. Dylan, I already got you. Stay tuned to the Flyers uh, take there or Flyers uh, segment. Um, let's see here. Let's go, Birds. Right, go, Birds. Damn straight, go, Birds. What's up, Shea? Plays. What's happening? Thank you for that, Hamburglar. Thank you so much. Let's go, Astros. We've got an Astros Eagles fan. Very nice. Very nice. Awesome stuff. Um, all right. Let's move on to the Philadelphia Flyers. I want to say this real quick for everyone here to understand. I want everyone to answer. If you're a Flyers fan, please answer me this. Why do you want Bobby Ryan on this team? I'm trying to understand why it is people would want Bobby Ryan on the Philadelphia Flyers. Besides the point that the man is from Cherry Hill, and like I just said, I am from Cherry Hill as well. I understand all that. He's a local boy. We want our local boys to come finish their careers in Philadelphia. But the fact of the matter is this. Bobby Ryan is washed. Okay? At this point, Bobby Ryan is 34 years old. The last two seasons, he hasn't been able to do and nearly what he was able to do in his days with the Ducks. He just got cut by one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League. If Chris, if CDP is watching, I apologize, but you should know, buddy. <laughs> uh, seven goals last year with the uh, with the Detroit Red Wings. Five goals the year prior uh, with the Ottawa Senators. Thirty-three games played. Obviously, we had the shortened season, and twenty-four games played in 2019-2020. The dude is done. We don't need him. Like he would just be taking up a roster spot at this point. Just because he's a, a, a Philly area kid, that doesn't mean he needs to come back home. If it makes sense, it makes sense. But this doesn't make sense in my honest opinion. And I was just, I'm just trying to understand why people want Bobby Ryan back in, or Bobby Ryan back in the area, because like, he never played for the Flyers. So I just don't understand. But to um, the point of um, of Dylan here, the Flyers did claim Zach Mc, McQueen. I guess that's how we're gonna say it. Um, from the Vancouver Canucks. It's an interesting signing. Uh, I mean, does it have anything to do with the fact that the Canucks are our first team on uh, Friday? Maybe. Uh, but the kid, from my understanding, he is a goon. He's a bruiser. Uh, he's going to be someone that's going to add to the physicality that the Flyers seem to. And it seems like the Flyers just want to be a physical team this year with everything they, they have done in the offseason. Um, and adding this guy. They obviously added Patrick Brown the other day, uh, another great type of player. It's mentality they're trying to build. And this is what I love of the Flyers. And I think this is why the Flyers are going to be a much improved team and fighting for the playoff spot this year because they have set way they want to play. And I think with Vigneault here, I think, it's, I think everything is going to align for this team. So we'll see what Zach does. Maybe he'll play. On uh, on Friday, we'll, we shall see. We shall see. But, of course, two more days, guys. We are two days away from Flyers hockey. I love it, man. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Let's go. 
Uh, Sixers shouldn't give up on Ben Simmons yet. He's a very talented player. It was one bad season. They need to give him one more season. Gaming with Jaden. Uh, usually I would agree with you. Um, but Jaden, I've been following the situation very closely with the Sixers. This needs to end. Flat out, this needs to end. I guess you're not seeing it from the Philadelphia point of view, but Ben has done everything possible to alienate everyone. The man has not held himself accountable to what you said there. Bad uh, or a bad season. It wasn't a bad season. It was a bad series in the playoffs. In a game seven, he didn't held he didn't hold himself accountable to any of that. Now I'm one of the fans here who is not asking Benjamin to be Steph Curry. But what I'm asking for him is simple stuff like improving his free throw shot and being more aggressive to the basket. I think a 6'10 point guard should be able to do those things. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying we should give up on Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons wants out. Ben Simmons is doing everything possible to get out of here. He's already lost almost $10 million. He's alienated all the teammates on in this team. He's alienated the whole fan base. He doesn't care. He showed up on Monday night in Philadelphia. He didn't even let anyone know he was arriving. He just sh- he just had his people text out and brand, hey, we're outside. We're, we're here for the COVID test. We didn't even know you were coming. You listen, this is this is just a word of advice for any job that you have. It doesn't matter if you're an NBA star or if you're working at McDonald's. If you were missing, if you're missing from your job after a while and you just show up out of nowhere, there something is going to be there's going to be some sort of consequence to that. Now, obviously, Ben is an NBA star, and you know, they're probably just like wiping it on the rug, which they shouldn't. If I was out in brand, I'd be like, You're gonna come here and you're not gonna let me know? I'm your freaking boss. So Ben Simmons is doing this all on his own. I've been a defender of Ben Simmons since the moment he arrived to Philadelphia in 2016, and I'm done. I'm over it. I think it's best if both sides move on, and I'm and I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready for it to be over. Uh, yes, Simmons needs to go. Yep, yep, bro is a goon with Nick who, uh, Bell. To be honest, Nick fighting like hell for ice time, and I love it. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll get some ice time. Uh, I think he'll be battling. The fourth line is going to be really interesting for the Flyers. Um, I'm curious to see the shakeup that's going to happen there. Uh, ben Simmons should walk the streets of Camden. <laughs> He's not walking any streets in these in these parts. Simmons doesn't shoot. He isn't a point guard. He makes our offense four on five. Um, that's that is very true. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say that he's not a point guard because he doesn't shoot. I don't agree with that. But what I will say, um, he's not a point guard. Because he doesn't do the things at point, he doesn't. He's not a threat offensively, like you said. Uh, well, if you're going to trade him, you can't trade him for garbage. And Jaden, that's what I just stated. I'm not trading Ben Simmons away for pennies on the dime. But the fact is, this marriage needs to end. Uh, can't be a facilitator when no one has to guard him. I mean, it's pretty true. When you watch the man bring the ball up, literally, there's an island around him because no one's giving him any of the respect from the three point line. We would be better with garbage offensively on the bench than him. We will lose some defense. Uh, yeah, that's that's the one thing I'm concerned about is that defense we're going to lose. But I, I'm I'm okay with it. Honestly, at this point, I'm okay with it. Put Simmons at point. Yeah, but Jaden, you just said that you want Ben to play the power forward, 
but you do realize he doesn't have any offense. The reason why he plays point guard is because he's a great ball ball handler and he can facilitate the ball like no other. When you're playing power forward, especially in today's NBA, you need to you need to have some sort of a, a jump shot. Stretch four is a real thing. He's not a stretch four. So I would have to disagree with that 100%. Um, let's go. Let's go, Burr. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to end with the Philadelphia Union, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Leon Flock got uh, the, the top miler yet again after Saturday's match. Leon Flock's role this year has been underrated, in my honest opinion. He brings versatility. One thing that Jim loves on this team is versatility from everyone. And Leon Flock being able to play the six, being able to play as that shuttle guy, he's a workhorse. I think offensively, especially in the final third, he needs to learn how to be more clinical. And I think that is his problem. But I think that is going to come along. You know, when we're having a Brujo miss time due to World Cup qualifications, Jamiro and Daniel Gazdek also being called up to World Cup qualifications, it is useful to have a Leon Flock, a Swiss Army knife, that can do a lot of different things within that union midfield. So he's to me, he's been a, a thoroughly great signing here for the union. And again, he just has to improve upon in the attack. The kids, to me, it's been a microcosm this season. The kids have so much talent, and it's crazy to see a group of kids that can play in this league already. But Quinn, Jack McGlynn, Nathan Harrell and Paxson Aronson have all proved that they deserve minutes on this team. Now, Jim gets a lot of criticism for rotation, and I, along with the fans, criticize him as well for that purpose. But the kids need to be rotated in. Like this upcoming Saturday. Now, look, Montreal got the best of us last time when they were in Philadelphia, but this is a different team. This would be a great time for some rotation. I don't know about Sergio's status, and I'm sure Jim's presser is going to be tomorrow. So we'll find out uh, what the status is on the injuries. But I would like to see some more rotation from these guys. Paxton Aronson, the dude is, is is as advertised. The dude has had all the hype in the world. And I, there's there is fans, and it's, it's kind of hard to argue. There are fans that want to see Paxton Aronson start the 10 because he's been that good. He's been the best 10 we've seen. I love Daniel Gazdak. But I don't think this is the system for him. I don't think he is a as a ten in a four two three one. I'm sorry, in a four four two diamond. I think he's a ten in a four two three one. I think if this was 2018 Union, when you have Boric Dochkal just dropping dimes, I think guys that could fit in that role. I don't know about this role though. Tomorrow and uh, Friday, we'll, we'll we'll continue talking about the Union as they get prepared for uh, their match this upcoming Saturday against. FC Cincinnati, which should be a lot of fun. Um, he has outstanding defense and got robbed the defensive player of the year. I agree. I we we talked about that on the pod throughout that that moment. I don't think that Gobert deserved to be the defensive player of the year. I agree with you. He needs to be a small ball center. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean that's tough. But that then you lose his ball handling. That's a that's that's the craziness about Ben Simmons is. He just needs. We can point, we can say whatever we want. Flat out, Ben just needs to improve his offensive game. That's it. Only thing he he has offensively is dunking when he does layups and transition offense. That's pretty much it, man. Breakout season from Danny. He's going to double the amount of points assists he had. Uh, are you talking about Danny Green? 
Is it a breakout season if you're in like your 11th year? Defensively, he can guard whoever you need him to, but offensively, small ball center. Damn, that's tough, dude. That is tough. How can you not love the Aronson brothers? And then we have the sister, who I think is a soccer player as well. So can we please get an NWSL team in Philadelphia so we can continue the Aronson tree here? Uh, Philly sports fan for life. All board on the Isaiah Joe train. Let's go. Let us go. All right. It's going to do it for the edition of Oyen Philly Sport. Episode 75 is in the books. Uh, tomorrow we'll be back at it previewing the Eagles game as tomorrow it is game day. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are watching this live on Edward Soto Philly's YouTube channel, do me that solid and hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And you can find Oin Philly Sports wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of Edward Soto Philly, and I'm telling you guys to enjoy the rest of your night. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yeah.